0: Welcome back, everybody, to Tag Team Pokemon TCG's premier podcasting duo. I'm JW Crewall, two-time regional champion, and with me, one-time regional champion Riley Hulbert. <laughs> Riley, how are you doing today? Third time's a charm, I'd say.
1: Third time is a charm. Although I'd say that's a really bad manners way to introduce me after the help I gave you.
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, uh, absolute legend, goaded human being. for
1: sure so for the third time how are things going today and for reference because many of you will not get the context uh we had a lot of difficulty recording this episode
0: well for further context uh i found out at about 905 that i would be hosting tag team tonight i i forgot we talked about it last week but it's like i don't write that stuff in my calendar come on are you kidding (laughs) you think i got time for that so I also anyway. messaged you at 8. Well, but I didn't see it until 9 hmm. 10. I was yeah, I was a little busy. So, uh <laughs> I just had some issues and it wasn't even I I would say, I would argue that it would have been very hard to find. Like like <laughs> it, it was a pretty obtuse solution, I feel like. It
1: was it was a little obtuse, but I did find it.
0: You did. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, that's your that's your that's your analytical brain. <laughs> Coming out. So that's very, very good. But yes, anyway, uh, Riley is in Ohio right now, so not at the usual setup. So Riley, how, uh, how are things with the fam?
1: They're great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm visiting my family for for the week here, working remotely from Ohio, and it's been great. It's been really good connecting with everybody. And you know, I haven't seen my family since Christmas of the year before, so it's been a mm-hmm. long time and. Uh, it's just really pleasant to see everybody um the dogs are all cute and fun uh i miss my cats but i have a great friend watching them back in madison so great it's been good it's been good for the soul you know
0: yeah good like chicken soup
1: like chicken soup for the soul uh how about you what's been going on you know you got the house stuff going on you got your new job so much crazy stuff
0: I know, it's a whirlwind of, of things. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's like one new stressor after the next. But it's it's like good stress, I think, for the most part. But um, yeah. yeah, I just feel like I need more hours in my day to do everything I want. Because I also want to, like, chill out, you know? I also want to, like, play my... No,
1: I feel that. ...my I video games. Sure. But
0: I, I just feel like I need a few hours every day to do that. But I just don't have that time if I want to, like do YouTube stuff or if I want to hang out with my wife or, yeah, you know, I just trust me. I get you, man. There's kind of those, you. you know, the, you do the nine to five and then I'm waking up what I'm doing too. Now is like, I'm waking up at, you know, seven so I can start at like seven 30. So I can be done at three 30. So I can try to record a video at, you know, uh, three thirty, you know, three 30 to five, record and edit. And then I got five, you know, make dinner six. And then sometimes we'll have an evening thing. And then, and then yeah, so anyway, it just gets out of control real quick. So
1: No, uh, I feel you. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in a similar boat, although I, I can't start and end work earlier just by virtue of how my job works. But yep. um, you know, you finish up work and you work out and you make dinner and you know now the day's gone. So
0: Yep. Yeah, we need we need shorter work days.
1: We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um, I don't think anyone would argue, but such as um, life i suppose such as the capitalist machine such as the that capitalist we've machine we been born into
1: or just cogs in it that's right <laughs> so how have things been going mr jw in your player's cup 4 run
0: yeah player's cup 4 has been a pretty interesting time i would say that <laughs> i would say that i've played well but I just have had, it's been a much worse experience than Players' Cup 3. So Players' Cup 3, I was really proud. You know, I said this on the cast before, so you can tune the next, like, 10 seconds out. But I was really proud that I had more, uh, like, I only had a handful of times where I was knocked out in the first round. I never really had any streaks where I would lose in the first round. I think I maybe had five or seven, you know, top, eight losses right so i was generally Mm -hmm. making it out of that first round and getting points pretty much every single tournament that has not been the case with players cup four Uh, (laughs) players cup three i did manage to snag one of the top uh, i was in the top i want to say i was 13th overall it was like top
1: 13 or 14
0: yeah. yeah 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 something like that so uh, I managed to, you know, beat one of those top finishers in players cup three and just very consistent all the way through. But here I'm scraping for my life. I got uh, 69 points. Nice. And I know there you go. And <laughs> I have played 36, 37 keys so far. So I think I have, you know, roughly 13 keys left. And, uh, 30 points to, no, that's not correct. That can't be right. That's fine. I have like 17 keys left, something like that. Yeah. Less than
1: 20, but more than 10,
0: less than 20, more than 10. Um, and so I'm, I'm right on that threshold. Like if I can just do, you know, two per key, two points per key, then I'm going to be just fine. Otherwise, you know. We're, we're kind of struggling. So we're on that precipice, right? It could get really hairy really quick, or I could just go on a heater and win, you know, like two or three in the next five keys and like kind of, you know, cruise into the finish line. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, so far, I'm at least putting myself in a position to, to uh, you know, make it onto the next stage.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So with the rest of those keys, you know, what are you thinking? What is the deck of choice?
0: I have been really interested in moving back to Picarom, and I've been seeing a few content creators also playing Picarom in Players' Cup, notably uh Mellow Magikarp and Azul. And so that's been like, yeah, yeah, I should, I should play Pikaram. And then I see the, you know, recent tournament results, and I'm seeing not only like a lot of Eternatus, which is a pretty bad matchup, but a lot of um Urshifu as well which is also <laughs> right. a pretty bad matchup and I've noticed recently because I've been playing Eternatus pretty much throughout my entire run uh, I've been noticing that there has been an uptick in Urshifu variants and I've I've even played a couple of single strike Urshifu man like there's just <laughs> a lot of fighting out there from from my vantage point and so it's kind of scared me off of Eternatus a little obviously Picaram has you know ways around fighting in the form of Mewtwo, but sometimes the fighting decks play uh, Mm Mimikyu or or other things to kind of neutralize that uh, threat of Mewtwo. So I don't quite know yet what I'm going to do with my last keys. I might go rogue. I might do, you know, like a Victini or something, or I might just stick with the (laughs) turn. I might go
1: rogue, play a Victini deck.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know. Victini is not in like the top five most played decks. So um, (laughs) I feel like it's not particularly, you know, like teched for, I guess. So. Right. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. Riley, how about yourself?
1: So, I admittedly have not used my keys yet, which is kind of a shame. We talked about this last week how I hadn't gotten started, <laughs> and really the rest of that week was kind of tumultuous for me between work and preparing to come here and then actively coming here to to Ohio
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then being here. So, it's going to be a very stressful weekend for me mm-hmm. as I try to <laughs> reclaim all 50 of those in like five days. So um for the unaware the the players cut four qualifiers are ending next week on Wednesday the 26th. So get your keys in before then. Um so what that means for me is probably a lot of gameplay on um Sunday and Monday mm-hmm. is my guess. Um
0: yeah i i really don't know how you're gonna do it like i i would feel much more confident in you if you said like oh yeah i have you know 10 15 no, keys down. it's but doing fine. all 50 is gonna be such a grind mentally the
1: thing is it's just uh i'm really bad about like i kind of just leave my work computer into my like office space my computer space throughout the week except yeah. when we do tag team um and I don't, obviously, I don't have any, like, games installed on my computer for work. Um, so, it, it kind of, like, dissuades me from playing Pokemon during the week, uh, unless I'm really motivated to do so, because I have to, like, switch out my computers and all this crazy stuff. Um, so, I just have to bring myself to do that, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the week, and then I should be fine. <laughs> gotcha. Because it's really just the act of, like, going through the motions of switching out my computer and... And starting up tcgeo because then i can then i can whittle it down to be more like 13 keys a day which is totally reasonable sure um, it's it when it's if i was like just in the weekend and i had to do 25 keys a day
0: that would be, that'd be a i lot. i mean some people like w- there was one i remember one person did i don't know 50 <laughs> keys and in, in pretty much 24 hours like, yeah it was like, like
1: the day after the the players got started it's were... so
0: absurd to me like i don't I don't know, man. That's, yeah, that's I don't wild.
1: think I could do that. I did play a lot of my keys in Players Cup two very quickly, mm-hmm. um, so it's just a matter of finding the groove. Um, mm-hmm. Which part of that for me is just finding like the deck that I really enjoy. Um, I'm definitely, you know, tried and true around Stand in this past couple formats, so that's another deck that I'm eyeing up as well, yep. similar to you. Um, I really do like Rapid Strike, and. I think that the, uh, the meta is shaping up decently for it. Uh, I kind of enjoy the Rapid Strike Mirrors as well, so I wouldn't mind playing that. Um,
0: yeah, I I agree with you. I've been thinking more and more about Rapid Strike recently because it seems like it's po- uh, poised very well, right? You have, uh, at the top, mm-hmm. you have Eternatus, you got Picaram, and you got ADP, which are all really solid matchups for you. Uh, favorable, I would say, in all three cases. The only kind of thorn in your side is going to be the um, the Luke Metal matchup, but that one is even potentially winnable, depending on if you play Phoebe or not, and depending on how fast of a start you can get. Because if they, you know, start something that's not Zamazenta, they can't get their second Zamazenta done. You can definitely go through one of them, and then you know, yeah. it just kind of depends on how well they play and what access to the deck that they have. Um, and so that one's a that one's definitely a winnable matchup. Um, what I've been thinking about is whether or not I w- would want to play Rapid Strike with Jirachi or with Cinchino. And I have a video coming out tomorrow, I guess today, if you're listening to the cast <laughs> on Thursday. But uh, just, I, I'm, I'm playing Rapid Strike Cinchino, and it's a list that Pedro is doing pretty well with and grinding his keys with. And so I wanted to give it a shot, kind of see... I haven't played that variant that much. I was I was mostly focused on um, in the early part of the format the Octillery version, which has completely fallen off. Okay. And then I had been playing some uh, Jirachi based builds just to get more comfortable with Rapid Strike. But trying out the Sinchino gives you a few more options at the um, expense of kind of that early game consistency. Um, Pedro's list only plays one Dene, one Snorlax, and then a three three Sinchino line. So. It's just very much, you know, you're you have the options in the late game, right? Because you have the Sheryls, uh, you have the reset stamps, but it's just getting out of that early game to yeah. Uh, oh, to, no doubt. to yeah, to have the potential to play in the late game.
1: Yeah, and I think it really comes down to like what kind of style you think is a better way to play the deck. Um, you know, for for the decks that you expect. I would say that the the Chinchino version has a lot of potential in the mirror as long as you can get your Muse down um, to be able to get those Sheryls for so impactful. Um, and then you have Jirachi, which is like, that aggression is so good against things like Eternatus. It's so good against things like Picaram where you just want to blow them out of the water as quickly as you can.
0: Right, right, exactly. So, you know, if, if you were to consider Rapid Strike Riley, would you have a preference or, or would there be anything that you would include in your deck list for this specific metagame?
1: I think um, if it was me, I would probably play something pretty similar to what is all used in Players' Cup 3 finals, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. With the uptick in Picarom, I like having the the Mimikyu and the Jirachi as options. Um, I think that's just super strong in those kinds of matchups. Um, and I like the Jirachi variant because that's the one I've practiced more with. Yeah. Um, so I'd feel more comfortable burning a key on it, whereas I feel like uh, with the Chinchino version, you have a very branched out game path where there's a lot of decisions that you're making with every single make do just, uh, every single Pokemon that you grab with a capture energy every single uh. time you Snorlax, um, and there's so, there's a lot more nuance to like your individual turns. Uh, not to say the deck is just like the the most impossible insane deck to play ever, but there is a lot of nuance to how you would play it. Um, I'm not confident without like a decent amount of practice that I'd be able to do that to the level where like,
0: you know that that you're not misplaying that
1: I didn't know happened almost, you know? Um, And that's, that's like one thing that I really hate is like the idea of me making a mistake and like not being able to know what it was.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, there are definitely those times where you like, you kind of, you know that you did something wrong you don't know quite the optimal way to play it. I've definitely been there.
1: Yeah, so I mean, if I had to honestly rate myself as a Pokemon player, I think my decision-making would be a higher (laughs) score with the Jirachi version than with the Chinchino version.
0: Oh yeah, there you go. go. (laughs) At least you're being honest. I'm glad you're being honest with your ranking.
1: Uh, Well, I try. I try.
0: (laughs) Uh, A very humble take on that. Yes, very good. So... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm st- I'm still a fan though of Rapid Strike conceptually. It's a yep. it's a strong consistent archetype. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm and
0: still it's a
1: fan of opener, strong consistent archetype.
0: R- right. Right. And that I think, you know, I have yeah, again about 15 keys left uh to go. I'm uh, I've been enjoying Eternatus for the most part. I thought that the early meta game was a lot better for it and I'm definitely kind of seeing that lately I've been just kind of getting pushed around by the by the fighting types um, and like things like Orbeetle and stuff, you know, there's just, there seems to be a little bit more um, hate for Eternatus out there. So I think I'm going to move back to something a little bit more Dedenne focused, be it Picaram or Rapid Strike or something else, maybe a fire welder box. I don't know. I was
1: thinking about playing some welder decks as well, which is like almost sinful coming from my mouth.
0: I know. Right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but sometimes you just want to crank it up and play well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just just shove all your chips to the middle of the table go, i'm playing <laughs> exactly. welder
1: exactly <laughs> and it's kind of i kind of have that feeling right now um but i either way i, I plan to have fun with it uh, I'll, I'll play decks that i think are strong but you know my goal is to just kind of like enjoy myself and and get some points along the way
0: there you go that's all anyone can ask well, it's I can't like, wait to talk to you in a week.
1: When I'm, like, completely <laughs> fatigued on Pokemon. I'm just, like, sick yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, are
0: you, are you going to be in Ohio again next week?
1: Um, next week, no. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on for, like, the week following.
0: Yeah, right. That's, like, okay. the, the 29th,
1: 30th. Yeah, I'm still figuring out the plan for that.
0: Well, like the plan is in, it's happening, or the plan is in?
1: If it's happening.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's happening. All right. Yeah. Well, that'd be great. Be great to have you. <laughs> so, any other, I guess,
1: guiding points of wisdom, JW? I mean, I will say we talk a lot on the podcast about not rage starting tournaments, and you did relay some information to me about. Your tournament experience
0: i did yes i did do a little bit of rage starting tournaments <laughs> most recently my most I'm, I'm on a cold streak right now i'm 0 for 4 in my most recent tournaments it was it was pretty good i had 69 points and i was over 20 keys so i was like I'm chilling dude. Like, you know, I, I, I'm chilling. I'm on a good pace. I I was like projected, you know, with my little calculator, I was like on pace for like 120 points or something like, you know, pretty much cruising at that point. And then I lose four in a row. And I'm like, reel it back in. Uh, And and it was on my lunch break. I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll play one. See how (laughs) things go. Lose, play another one, lose. And then at this point Uh I'm like, well, I can't go back into the second half of the day. You know, not getting a not single a point at launch. you know, start another one. Single strike Urshifu, lose. You know, start another one. It was like, I don't know, something ridiculous. Like Inteleon or something. And I dead drawed. I'm like, what the heck? So, yes, <laughs> you're right. We do talk a lot about don't rage start tournaments. Just be in the right mindset and then be able to play optimally. Uh, and not that I made any misplays necessarily, but uh, I was definitely just, you know, kind of out of my head especially for like the last one i don't necessarily think it made a difference but um yeah it could have i suppose so be careful
1: be careful <laughs> well uh, the, the message stays true don't start your tournaments keep a level head play to the best of your ability and the fruits of your labor will come and if they don't, that's okay, too. You don't have to qualify for every single player's cup to be a good player or
0: to continue to improve. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Well said. I mean, it's it's kind of a crapshoot at the end of the day. Um, You know, if you're listening out there and you're like, hey, I I didn't make it. You know, you're sitting at the end of your keys and like, hey, I got 40 points or I got 60 points. Like, it's cool. You know, people, people have bad tournaments. People have great tournaments, you know, uh, that that. They, you know, kind of fall into you. Sometimes you just kind of fall into your result. Um If you know that you played well, if you know that you, you know, did the things that we talk about, checking your prizes, if you know you sequenced well, if you know that you picked, uh, you know, an adequate deck, like sometimes there's just nothing you can do.
1: Well said. Well said. So I think it's about time that we do a card of
0: the day. I think so.
1: Okay. So card of the day this week is, um, I got down like a weird rabbit hole when trying to pick a card of the day for this (laughs) week, um, where I started off, um, looking at Rayquaza cards, um, kind of referencing the new set. And then I got down this like high energy, like discard energy attacker rabbit hole. And I had gotten into like all sorts of like lowercase exes because a lot of them did that sort of thing. Um, and then I found the card that spoke to me the most, uh, and that is a card from Holland Phantoms, and it is Holland's Cast Form. Uh, mm-hmm. So Holland's Cast Form is a fascinating card. It is <laughs> one of the craziest like support Pokemon cards ever.
0: Yes.
1: Um, so it's a 50 Truly. HP basic. And it has one attack, which does not do damage, and obviously it's a cast form, so it doesn't evolve. Uh, so you look at this card, and you're like, "What? Is, what is the point of this thing? <laughs> like, what does it do?" Um, but then there's like a little, it's there's like a big paragraph, so it's written in like itty bitty text. You got to squint. It's definitely for the young,
0: card. for the young eyes out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I need to put on my readers for this one. <laughs> and, it says basically, just boiling it down. If one of your Pokemon has an energy card attached to it, you can swap that energy with Holland's Cast Form uh, as your energy attachment for turn, and Holland Cast Form provides two Rainbow Energy. Um, so the the cool thing about Cast Form is a obviously it's like a, a double rainbow, so it like offers a lot of flexibility in your deck. But it's a Pokemon, especially so you know obviously like even for Pokemon that have like two of the same energy type attachments, like Castform is still useful in this time because it's a Pokemon that you can search. Um, so cards like Holland's Mentor, you can just grab Castform out of it. Um, there's a lot of Holland support that you can get Castform with or any just Pokemon search card. Um, and that lets you get Castform out of the deck. Communication is another example. Um, so that's just like it's so cool that you have this like energy that you can search on a, on a ball card that isn't like a netball, you know, or it's, it's a grass energy. It's like a flexible energy that you can get on a ball card. Right. Um, so it's just super cool. It's like an unintuitive card when you first look at it, just cause you, that text is, you know, it's the reader's text. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I was new, I looked at this card and like this thing is, is garbage. You can't even do a damage. with it.
0: <laughs> well, talk about the attack as well
1: yeah so so delta draw is actually a decent attack too um so delta draw you count the number of pokemon in play that has delta species on it so cast form is not a delta species just if, uh, and you drop to that many cards um so obviously like delta species were all the rage at the time and most decks that use delta species would like primarily have a fair amount of them um so it's like a good way to draw in a pinch if you start cast form as well um so honestly yeah, it's it like a and so, back
0: then, you know, back then drawing you know two or three was like pretty oh, really yeah. like, good. Yeah, like you card might spend economy was a lot turns. slimmer
1: back then. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have you didn't have your researches or your sycamores back then. Um, you didn't really, you didn't even have like your Cynthia's back then. It was just like oh. you, know, you draw a couple cards at a time, um, usually with some sort of stipulation. Um, so, farmers is a great card, and it's cool. I'll always say this time and time again, it's cool that these, like, niche Pokemon that are kind of useless in the video game, like Castform, get these times to shine in the trading card game. And yep. even if it's not, like, you know, Castform isn't making waves with his insane attacks, but he's helping out the team in however he can, That's which right. is great.
0: That's <laughs> right. And they also had, I do just want to mention while we're on the topic, they also had a few other cards that did somewhat similar things. Um, not yeah, as Voltorb good of the, yeah, Voltorb and Electrode. Yeah, Voltorb and Electrode, but but those two cards being able to provide, I think the mag and the Magnemite, I think Magnemite provided a colorless Voltorb electrode provided. I thought some like a rainbow style effect, something like that, or maybe it was just the electrode. Um, but in any case, this was kind of a common theme and and all of them actually had some, you know, relative uses like the Voltorb and the Magnemite were pretty interchangeable. Um, but the Magneton and the, and the Voltorb like had different uses depending on the deck. So um, Yeah, very cool stuff. A really unique kind of combination of cards that you don't, you know, we really haven't seen since, I I would say. Um, And and something that, yeah, would really add another level of complexity to the game should they decide to bring that kind of mechanic back.
1: Yeah, it was an awesome mechanic. I definitely recommend checking out decks from that time frame of like the Delta Species and the lowercase EXs. a lot of cool stuff that went on in the game around then. Yeah. Cool. So that brings us into our final uh, poster headliner topic for the day. Uh, And that is the new set that was announced. So... uh, as has been yeah. tradition for the last couple of generations, we finally are getting our Rayquaza set. JW, tell me how you're excited you are for the Rayquaza set.
0: I do love a good Rayquaza, but I that was never a deck that I really played into the ground when it was around. And I know you have some experience with Rayquaza. Uh,
1: it depends on the Rayquaza that you're referring to, I suppose. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's always a Rayquaza deck, I feel like. Um, true, true. So, the
0: I'm thinking about the the Mega Rayquaza.
1: So Mega Rayquaza, I didn't play too much Mega Rayquaza. I don't know where you're getting that idea from.
0: Really? Okay. I was thinking, you know, the whole Columbus crew, like you and no,
1: I never. Only only Reno really played Mega Rayquaza. I uh, I was a Desidjoai guy. Uh, um, but I did play a decent amount of um of Vika Ray from Slash Just yes. Storm uh, shortly after rotation. Um, what was that? 2018? Now, uh, geez, the years are blending together. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vickeray was was a lot of fun, you know, accelerating the energy and just blasting for insane amounts of damage. Um, honestly, like Rayquaza t- is usually something to that effect, where you get a couple energy when you get a bunch of energy in play, rather, and you do a lot of damage. Uh, you see that with like the the Dragon Mega Ray. You see that with the Dragon Burst Rayquaza, You see that with Celestial Storm, Rickweiser, Rickweiser EX. They all just love to do a lot of damage for a lot of energy in play. Um, so the Lipstick Dragon is coming back uh, in Evolving Skies. Uh kind of feels like a harken back to Roaring Skies, you know, and with the name there and the color yeah. scheme.
0: Yeah, um, d- absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that they were going for that when they, when they created this set.
1: Are there any Pokemon, JW, that you... Are kind of like wish listing for this set uh given that it's like a skies themed set
0: yeah i mean well i mean they got to make a dragonite right
1: <laughs> i suppose like, so yeah i dra- usually card drag- dragonite with a rayquaza
0: yeah drag i was gonna say dragonite was pretty big uh with rayquaza you know back in back in roaring skies so obviously it came out in two different sets but um i would like to see that that'd be kind of cool
1: yeah i guess that makes sense given your history of dragon <laughs> i would love to see like a, uh, I would love to see a like a normal bird pokemon kind of get a chance to shine like imagine like a fero v max yo <laughs> but it's good let's go <laughs> that would just be so hype that would never happen but um like, yeah. maybe Pidgeot could get a cool one. Like, Firo, yeah. it's, you know, Firo kind of gets the short end of the stick, but maybe Pidgeot could get a cool one or, yeah. or Dodrio would be
0: cool. Oh, I mean, that would be pretty sweet.
1: Maybe like a Dodrio V or something that like reduces retreat, like, mm. you know, all sorts of cool things that we can do. Maybe even just a Dodrio V Max that like makes your Pokemon free retreat or something. I don't know.
0: Like, Does Dodrio have a V Max in the lore in the game?
1: Well, the V Max isn't necessarily directly related to having like a Gigantamax.
0: Oh, okay.
1: There's actually instances where cards have a, a Gigantamax and a regular, just VMAX version, which is bigger. Uh, like okay, Intelligent, okay. Intelligent. I I
0: actually have acquired a copy of Pokemon Sward. So <laughs> I, you know, m- I might be playing it in the next, I don't know, few months. We'll see. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's great. Yeah, that would be really cool to get one of those birds to be. Kind of a poster child for Roaring. It would be kind of a tough sell, I feel like, for Evolving Skies to have, you know, a land-based bird and Dodrio be your kind of most <laughs> feared Pokemon. Dodrio but... can fly. Well, it knows how to fly, but, like, it's it's clearly based off an ostrich.
1: But which, it can fly.
0: Which doesn't know how to fly. Well, I, I just, I think they messed that one up a little bit.
1: <laughs> you can see it flying in Pokemon Snap.
0: Oh, Really? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Well, I haven't gotten that far yet.
1: <laughs> so I, I, it doesn't have to be Dodrio, but I would like to see just like one of those more standard birds get a powerful two prize card. Is that so much to ask?
0: <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is.
1: Yeah. So that's on my wish list. <laughs> Anything else that you're excited about coming up in the in the next set here? I don't think they've really said much about it.
0: No, I mean it's just always new sets are pretty cool. Um, you know, you're excited to see like kind of what secret rare cards are. I'm getting more and more excited about the arts in the sets, all the alternate arts thus far. They're so good. And yeah, from pretty much, you know, Sword and Shield on, all the alternate arts have been really, really strong. So I'm excited for those. I know it's gonna, you know, the, I, it's sad that i'm actually into the alternate arts right now because like it's just gonna cost way more money because everyone else is also into the alternate arts right now so um we'll see we'll see though i am excited to see what they do with the art we will see awesome
1: so with that let's uh let's get to some chat questions here got one from Bortmilk 25 uh, do you think it is important for weakness to be double? Do you think it may be too much of an auto loss for tight matchups? Um, I definitely have some opinions on this. JW, what are your thoughts?
0: I think times two weakness isn't horrible for the game. I think that it's... Um, it, it's it's Because you have to do something with the amount of HP that these Pokemon have. Like, you have to have some kind of, you know, mechanic... Um, to, to be able to have it so that one deck just doesn't dominate an entire, um, you know, metagame or entire format. Like, they have to have some kind of counter. The problem, I think, comes when, like, post-rotation, if we're looking at it, is just that we might fall into this, you know, rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock-type format where there's just, like, literally not a way for one deck to be the other without it being... Um, you know, weak or, or, or without it having weakness on another deck, uh, which is frustrating. There's not a lot of type coverage within each of the archetypes, right? You know, Riley is probably going to say this, but it's like, you know, you could play red VMAX or blue VMAX or yellow VMAX uh, and there's no real interplay. Like right now we have, you know, Mewtwo's going in Urshifu decks or we have, I mean, it's really kind of just Mewtwo kind of just getting splashed around as the most viable (laughs) kind of secondary attacker. But you understand my you kind of understand my point, though, is just like there is a little bit of viability in having like a dual type deck like Picarom at this point. Frankly, it's it's more of a psychic deck than an electric deck, like really, if you think about it, like the amount of times that I'm attacking with Mewtwo, you know, far outweighs the amount of times I'm attacking with Picarom, which is just kind of funny to say. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, right now we're, we have a little bit of a diversity, a little bit, a very small amount. Uh, but I think that probably goes away with the rotation. And um, I think that's, I, we'll just have to see how, that, how things uh, buff out from there. Yeah, I was,
1: I was going to say, um, I'm a little on the fence about this. I think two times can be really oppressive at, at times, but I think Pokemon generally tries to balance around it I mean, like, a, a good example is, like, the the Zapdos, the Galarian Zapdos V is, like, clearly intended to hit for two times weakness and, mm. uh, and KO, Eternus V-Max. Um, but if it if weakness was, like, plus 30 and they still wanted to get that same goal, you know, it would have to be 300 damage, which would be ridiculous. Right. Uh, so it lets you have a card that's, like, moderately powerful outside of that matchup, but, like, actually helps uh, where it counts. Right, um, and I think it kind of harkens back to JW's point. Like he spoke about so much HP. Like at what point, like how much weakness would you need to add to make it meaningful? It would have to be like almost a hundred. It feels like, but then you're then you're looking at like Pokemon like a Zigzagoon doing like a hundred damage to, right. <laughs> to a Jagapult, which right. doesn't seem right either. Um, so I think too, what I would like to see is more of like a gradation of the weaknesses. Like maybe you have like basics are plus ten. Um like one prize basics are plus ten. one pl- stage ones are like plus twenty and then plus thirty or you know, mm-hmm. numbers can be fudged, but like some sort of like gradation on the on the stages. And then like the the two the multi prize Pokemon have that two times or, or something like that. I don't yeah. know. I think there's ways that we could make it better. Um mm-hmm. but I, I feel like the game is there's too much health in, in play for the multi prize Pokemon and not have a multiplier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure, and I, I mean, I kind of feel like I, I probably will eat my words in a few, like in a year or two. But I kind of feel like we're we're riding this kind of peak. I don't know if you feel that way in terms of health and HP and like the amount that times two weakness matters. But <laughs> I'll never say never on health. I, I know, never say never. But like the Vmax is like in the in the video game, like these are like supposed to be just massive creatures, right? So then you port them over to the card game, like they're not going to have less HP than you know, the strongest Pokemon. So I kind of feel like we're at kind of a high point. Uh, This actually gets into the next question here. Um, You've mentioned that we're in a stage one meta at the moment. Do you think that the only way we could get back to a stage two meta is if they made all basics and stage ones useless compared to stage twos? I really don't think that way. Um, There are certain things about the way that they're designing the game that make me think that we're going to see, um, you know, I, I, like we're in a stage one meta. We have been in a stage two meta in the past. We have been in a basic, um, you know, dominated meta game, which you could, I mean, I guess argue that we're in one right now. But uh, the point being that they generally tend to cycle through, you know, the Pokemon that they give strength or the Pokemon types that they give strength. So, you know, just I, 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 I've played for long enough to know that. Um, And so for the people that are like, oh, you know, the game is terrible. It's only, it's only basics or it's only stage ones right now. Like, just give it some time. I have a belief in the, in the game designers that they will try to rebalance at some point. And um, in terms of how do you make stage twos good again, uh, it probably just has to do something with like certain abilities being printed. Like, you know, Zamazenta's ability is being printed on Glaceon VMAX. Um, you have to give stage twos maybe m- more viable attacks, but give them, they have to be kind of different in a way. I, I don't know quite what that means, but it's like, you know, does, does 400 more damage if the Pokemon is a V max, you know, that's obviously an exaggeration, but something like that where it's like, oh, it right. scales against. I, mean,
1: I think the fundamental point you're getting at is that stage twos have to be, the juice has to be worth the squeeze on yeah. stage two. Like yeah. you're putting a lot of effort into getting them out. Uh, and stage twos, in my opinion, need like two major things to be successful. They need like a key attribute that helps them either circumvent game mechanics or like deal absurd amount of damage, or like somehow compete against like easier to get out Pokemon like stage ones and basics. Yep. And they need a method to get them out easily, consistently. Um, not necessarily like so easily that you consistently get like three stage twos out on turn two but consistently enough that you can count on having multiple throughout the game every game. You're right. Um, and so it's a push and pull on both of those things that actually makes Stage 2s viable. And right now, um, we're missing both of those categories, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the Stage 2s aren't powerful enough, nor are they easy enough to get out. Um, so we need a little more support. Um And I think right now, I've said this before, I think Pokemon overestimates how easy it is to get a Stage 2 out. And so they make Stage 2s like a certain power level that isn't uh, conducive of how difficult they are. And I think uh, they're learning from that as Stage 2 is getting more powerful, uh, but we're not all the way there yet.
0: Right. What agree.
1: Uh, Alaskan Hero asks... Do you think we may see Pokemon card power levels decreasing more considering there are fewer straightforward OCO attacks? Um, so, like, conditional attacks instead of just being gigantic one-shots.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, hopefully. Yeah, that's that's the hope, right? Now, obviously, you want to have more, <laughs> more options, right? You might have to think a little bit more um, about what you're doing. So, it doesn't seem to be quite the case right now, but, again just think about the cycles. Like, I think we'll start seeing a little bit more text come back to, uh, to some of these attacks soon.
1: And I would also say like, you know, at least the V maxes don't just like one shot each other back and forth. Um, like there's usually at least one turn between hitting a V max for the first time and Oko Or then like KOing it. Yeah. Um, so, and,
0: and I would say, I mean, if you want kind of, uh, what I, what I would consider like a good, VMAX or a step in the, certainly a step in the right direction. Like the rapid strike, uh, Urshfu, like great. I think, I think generally great design, um, uh, in terms of, you know, the context that it's in, right. If you put it in another context, you know, put it back 10 years ago, like it's uh, completely overpowered, (laughs) but in this context, um, you know, you have two attacks that do very different things. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, generally, generally good.
1: Well, I think if if there's one theme coming out of these questions, it's that JW and I have high hopes for the future of the game, and we're really excited to see where things go.
0: Always. And we're excited to bring you the Cutting Edge and News every single week.
1: Every single week, even if we're at our parents' house. <laughs> 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 so with that, we will sign off for the day. We appreciate all of your listenership, whether you're watching live or listening from your iPod Touch or even from your iPod Nano, uh, we appreciate all of the listenership. Um, be sure to rate and review if you're checking us out on your favorite podcasting platforms. It really helps boost us up through those magical algorithms. And be sure to also check us out on social media that's Smiles with Riles and Real John Walter on Twitter and Munner and Flex Daddy Righteous on Twitch. You can also see the podcast Twitter on Tag Team Pokemon on Twitter, and that's where we'll do all sorts of great giveaways.
0: That's right. Well, it's getting about time, isn't it, Riley?
1: It's getting about time, so make sure you get those follows in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next week's podcast. Thanks, everybody. Peace. See ya.